Welcome to Ballpark Figures, brought to you by Wingman of the Year. This is your host, JP. Hello everyone, welcome into episode 4. This is JP with Ballpark Figures, where I try to make numbers cool. I have a lot of things I want to talk about on this episode. But first thing I want to talk about are the two episodes that I talked about, the 2,000 yards and the 10 interceptions in a season. With one week left, Derrick Henry needed 223 yards against the Houston Texans. I said it was very unlikely, however possible, because of the previous success he's had against the team. Well, this man proved us all right or wrong, whichever side you're on, and had 250 yards with two touchdowns, finishing the season with 2,027 yards. He is now the eighth person to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. He would finish the season with 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 378 carries, leading the NFL in all categories. Xavier Howard, I thought I jinxed this man for sure. In the third quarter of Week 17 game, he got his 10th interception against Matt Barkley of the Buffalo Bills. He also tied the franchise record from 1967 with Dick Westmoreland, uh, 10 interceptions in a season. These were both tremendous feats in their own. Derrick Henry, like I said, 2,000 yards is unbelievable. And Xavier Howard is the first person with double-digit interceptions in 13 years. Whoa, what was that? I think that just means that ballpark figures did not jinx Derrick Henry or Xavier Howard. So it was kind of my way of giving myself a round of applause for, I wouldn't say I projected this to happen because I did have a lot of data in front of me, but I didn't jinx them from accomplishing these goals in the 2020 NFL season. With that being said, those are some great accomplishments in the 2020 NFL season. However, they are not the only accomplishments. In this episode... I'm going to talk about some of the significant accomplishments that I chose in 2020. There are a lot, but I did, couldn't choose everything, so I chose a select few. After that, I'm going to have some little trivia fun like the first episode. I'm going to talk about the college football playoff, and then lastly, I'm going to talk about the Heisman Trophy. On Friday, expect an episode about the NFL playoffs where we might break down some numbers, statistics about the teams that made it, where we can talk about what to expect this weekend in the wild card round. So, let's get this show on the road. During this season, Aaron Rodgers did throw for 400 touchdown passes. Well, he reached 400 touchdown passes in his career. 400 would be impressive in a season. He is now the seventh player in NFL history with 400 career touchdown passes. And this happened in week 13. I want you to think about the other players that have 400 career touchdown passes. There are six other players. We do have people that could reach it next year, but for now, think of those other six. And as I go through these different feats throughout the year, I want you to think about those and then I'll give you the answer. As we think about some of these big things that happened in 2020, I don't think I could start this episode without talking about the Cleveland Browns. This is the first time they've made the playoffs since 2002, I believe. And they were the only team from 2010 to 2019 to never register a winning season. So this year they had 11 wins. And not only did they get a winning season, they also made the playoffs. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. 
It's almost like they were more successful when they lost their best receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., with a torn ACL. Maybe that's just me reaching and thinking, but who knows what his future will be if he comes back with Cleveland, if he comes back healthy. If not, where will he go? So that's just kind of something I'll think about during this offseason. Some other accomplishments. Justin Herbert broke the rookie record for the most touchdown passes in a season. It was previously held by Baker Mayfield, who had 27. Justin Herbert finished the season with 31 touchdowns. Pretty impressive season by that rookie. I know a lot of people weren't sure about him, and he's a baller. He came out and played very well. Frank Gore became the third person with 16,000 yards. This man, I swear he's never going to retire. As a Niners fan, I love this man. I loved watching him for so many years. And he's just kind of sneaky. And he just keeps running and playing. And I feel like he's just going to wait till his son, who plays at Southern Miss, is going to get into the NFL, which is possible. He joins Walter Payton and Emmett Smith in the 16,000-yard club. Travis Kelsey did a few things that were kind of impressive. He's the first tight end ever to have two 100-catch seasons in a career. And he broke George Kittle's single-season tight end record from 2018, which was 1,337 yards. And he beat Travis Kelsey that year only by one yard, and that was the record. Travis Kelsey had 1,336 yards that year. Well... This year, he ended up with 1,416 yards, now leaving him in sole possession of the tight end record for the single season yards. Lamar Jackson becomes the first quarterback in NFL history with multiple 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Last year, he broke the record with over 1,200 rushing yards by a quarterback, and this year, he went over 1,000 yards. He even missed a game uh, due to COVID protocol. Mike Evans, this man's impressive. He's the first player with 1,000 receiving yards in his first seven seasons. It happened early in that game. And the next play or the next pass that was thrown to him, he was in the end zone wide open. He dropped it. The announcers announced a touchdown. But he dropped it, fell to the ground, and grabbed his knee. So, fortunately, he caught that pass. And hopefully he's healthy and ready to go for the playoffs because you don't want to see a guy go down like that. Brandon Cooks. This guy is sneaky. Little guy, fast, out of Oregon State. But he's the second player in NFL history with 1,000 receiving yards with four different teams. The only other person to do that is Brandon Marshall. Of course, these are not the only huge accomplishments in 2020. If you follow my Instagram page, which I'll leave in the show notes, I shared a lot of pictures and stats on Sunday, week 17. So definitely take a look at that. I know it's only been about five minutes, but I know you've been thinking of those other six players that have 400 career touchdown passes. So I'm going to give you the answer to that now. Tom Brady leads the way with 581 touchdowns. Drew Brees, 571. It's kind of crazy. It's the last few years. These guys have gone back and forth taking the lead. And that is the career leader. So not only are they just passing each other, that's for the all-time lead. And we'll see what happens with these guys' careers. Drew Brees is kind of beat up this year. And we'll see if he can play again or if this is it. It'll be interesting. In third place, we have Peyton Manning with 539 touchdowns. After that, we have Brett Favre with 508. Those are the only players with 500 touchdowns. Philip Rivers with 421. He passed Dan Marino this year, who has 420. 
And that leaves us with Aaron Rodgers, 412. We also have some other players. Ben Roethlisberger has 396, I believe. And then we also have Matt Ryan in the 465 range. So there are other players that could reach this 400 touchdown milestone in the next year or two. We definitely are living in an era of quarterbacks and it's definitely seen and apparent with these types of stats and how many active guys are at the top of this list. Now I want to get into the college football playoff. Hopefully you listened to my last episode where I kind of broke it down, some stats, records, but I'm going to go over what happened a couple days before week 17 of the NFL season, actually. So in the first game, we had Alabama-Notre Dame at the Rose Bowl, which was actually in Texas due to COVID. Well, Alabama took care of Notre Dame 31-14. to I don't even know if it was even that close. Devontae Smith, we're going to talk a lot about this man. Seven catches for 130 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty impressive. Najee Harris, their running back, also had 125 yards and four catches for 30 yards. Devontae Smith is second place behind Justin Jefferson in yards in a semifinal game, who crushed it last year with over 200 receiving yards. In the Sugar Bowl, we had the Ohio State against Clemson. What an impressive performance by both of these quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence... If you're watching it and looking at by the eye test, it didn't look that great. His stats, 400 yards and two touchdowns. It's hard to argue that. And it's pretty nice if uh, you have a bad day and you threw for 400 yards. Justin Fields, this guy. I'm a, I've been a big fan of him. Uh, I used to watch QB1 on Netflix a lot. If you haven't watched it, it's kind of fun. You watch these uh, top prospects while they're in high school. And you kind of learn about their lives. Some other big names, Jake Fromm, uh, Justin Fields is in it, Spencer Rattler. There's other guys too that are great, and I, I will always look forward to watching them. So Justin Fields, I've been a fan of, and I think this game right here is the type of game that I expected from Justin Fields as a future NFL quarterback. He had 385 yards and six touchdowns, Sugar Bowl record. What's crazy is Joe Burrow threw for seven touchdowns in last year's semifinal game. So six touchdowns wasn't a record for the college football playoff, but it was a Sugar Bowl record. He also added 42 rushing yards on top of those passing yards. And I believe the championship record is 73 rushing yards by a quarterback. And Justin Fields is mobile enough to be able to do that. However, that Alabama defense is pretty tough. Trey Sermon for the Ohio State had 193 rushing yards and a touchdown. And we can add the four catches for 61 yards as well. One thing that you can't measure with numbers or stats is Justin Fields' toughness. There was a targeting call where Justin Fields took a shot and was down on the field for a little bit. Although I'm not a fan of the call of targeting, because I really am not in favor of someone getting thrown out of a game for something like that. You want to give him 15 yards? Okay. But Justin Fields is on the ground, hobbles to the sideline, gets checked out, and comes right back out and leads some passing drives to extend the Ohio State lead going into halftime. 
I mean, they won 49-28. to They were up by three touchdowns pretty much the whole game. So this guy is very tough, and I think what also is going to be tough is are the Jaguars going to take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? I think they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a smart, safe choice. Uh, but depending what type of team you want, Justin Fields could be out there. We'll see what the Jets do at number two. And it'll be interesting just to see how these different GMs, whether they trade. But you know, these are probably going to be the top two picks. So I'm kind of excited for that. Monday, January 11th in Miami is the national championship game for this year's college football playoff. We're going to have Alabama versus Ohio State. And I think it'll be a very exciting game. Hopefully a lot of offense considering that Mac Jones and Devontae Smith were both Heisman Trophy finalists. Najee Harris was also in the top five of the voting. And we'll get more into that in a few minutes here. And I was just praising Justin Fields and Trey Sermon. They had a couple tight ends. Like, this is a tough team. But Alabama has been the favorite since before COVID was a thing. Just Alabama is always tough. Ohio State's always tough, too. I'm not taking anything away from them. But we'll see if Justin Fields uh, can really repeat that type of performance in another high-pressure game. And if he does, this man is definitely NFL-ready. And he could overtake Trevor Lawrence, uh, kind of canceling what I just said like two minutes ago. So some things I want to talk about was some of the title game records. For passing, Joe Burrow had five touchdown passes in last year's college football final. And he also had 463 yards, which are both the college football title game records. When it comes to rushing, Ezekiel Elliott has both the touchdown and yardage record. He rushed for 246 yards and had four touchdowns in the inaugural college football playoff national championship against Oregon. This would have been the 2014 season in January of 2015. Jamar Chase last year had 221 yards, which is the record. He also had two touchdowns, but five people have two touchdowns, which kind of ties that record. So if Devontae Smith could get another three-touchdown game, it's his record. But we'll see. It's not that easy to catch th- just catch three touchdowns, you know? Uh, it's really exciting because a lot of these guys are going to be NFL draft next year. Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith are definitely going to be two of the top wide receiver prospects. And it'll be exciting to see which teams are looking for wide receivers, which teams want to add to their wide receivers and make them better. So again, those are the things to think about as we wait for the college football title game. Monday, January 11th in Miami. I'm excited. I hope you are. I hope it's a good game. This year we've had a lot of bowl game blowouts. And both of these games were actually blowouts in the semifinals. So hopefully we get a close game. But we'll see what happens. It's always fun to see if things happen the way we planned it to. So the last thing I want to talk about is the Heisman Trophy. On Tuesday night, January 5th, the Heisman Trophy winner was announced. The finalists were Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Kyle Trask. Many people thought Devontae Smith was the favorite to be the first uh, wide receiver to win the Heisman in nearly 30 years. Uh, He had a couple great quarterbacks with Mac Jones, who was pretty much leading the way most of the year. Trevor Lawrence had a great year. 
And Kyle Trask also had a good year. Florida was relevant again. So, as you probably know, Devontae Smith wins. And he's the first receiver to win since 1991. We had three Alabama players in the top five of the Heisman. Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris. That's why it's going to be tough for Ohio State to stop this team on offense, or I guess their defense, Ohio State's defense, because they're just such a powerhouse, and Alabama always is. You think of all these players in the NFL that come from Alabama, uh, especially with your running backs and wide receivers. We already talked about Derrick Henry. You have Josh Jacobs. You, You have all these studs that just do well, not only in college, but in the NFL. And now you're going to add Devontae Smith with Jerry Judy, uh, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones. Like These are all great players. They're not just good players. They are stud players in the NFL. So Devontae Smith wins. His final stats, 105 receptions for 1,641 yards and 20 touchdowns. As I said, he is the fourth person, fourth wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy, the first since 1991. However, Johnny Rogers, 1972, won it for Nebraska. Many people don't want to call him a wide receiver because he took a lot of snaps from running back as well. So he was kind of an all-around player. Tim Brown, legend Tim Brown, uh, 1987 for Notre Dame, won the Heisman Trophy. And many people deem him as the first true wide receiver to win the Heisman. And then four years later, in 1991, we had Desmond Howard from the University of Michigan win the Heisman Trophy. He was a great wide receiver, great at returning kicks. If you watch College Game Day on Saturdays, you'll see him on TV all the time. Uh, he was a stud. Real fun to watch his highlights, too. So, congratulations to Devontae Smith. This is an impressive feat. Uh, he joins, you know, the most iconic sports fraternity uh, in the history of sports. And it's great to see a wide receiver. I think I'm just really excited for that. Now we need to see a defensive player win it again because that would be great to see. So that is everything I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in on Friday. This is where I'm going to look at all the NFL wildcard playoff matchups and kind of break it down, see what kind of players we have, look at the stats, kind of share the NFL season leaders as well. Uh, since a lot of those players make it to the playoffs, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, two of probably the two favorites for the MVP, both have bye weeks. I guess there's a reason for that. So we won't be talking about them much. Again, I'm going to post the Twitter and Instagram profiles in the show notes. So take a look, give it a follow. And that's where I'll share a lot of TikToks too. I'm trying to get into that, trying to reach out those younger viewers, listeners, and I hope that you're all enjoying the show. Please give any feedback, give any stats. I want to sh- I want you to share with me your favorite stats, any sport. I'll be glad to do it. So, thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.